This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Your Money, SiriusXM, Channel 132, Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm Kent Smethers, a professor of the Wharton campus in Philadelphia. I'm joining you all again by Zoom as we're still in quarantine mode here in Philadelphia. And I'll be bringing some new content this way until we can resume live shows. And there's, of course, another way to connect with me by going to my website, kentonmoney.com. And if you're looking for a financial advisor, I have a large and growing list of fee-only financial advisors uh, who also agree with my approach to low-cost passive index investing. And again, that's kentonmoney.com. Now, you probably heard that the deadline for filing your 2019 taxes has been extended, but is there anything you can do if your 2020 income has been greatly reduced due to the pandemic? And my guest today, who has been with us before, will go over some of the strategies and dates that you should keep in mind. Uh, so my guest, E. Martin Davidoff, is the National Managing Partner in the Tax Controversy Practice of Pregnant uh, Metis and CPAs and a member of Prager uh, Metis uh, International Group. Welcome back to your money, Marty. Great to be here. And so uh, if you already filed uh, for your 2019 tax return and you're still waiting for your refund, is there anything you can do? Well, you can go online and you can check the status of your refund. So there is a matter if you go to irs.gov and say, where's my refund and search for that, there is something where they can take a look at where your refund is. If you're having direct deposits, sometimes just look at your bank statement, you'll see that there's something pending. Uh, they should be pretty fast about uh, those refunds. Yeah. And so what are some of the key dates that people should be keeping in mind if they haven't filed already? We know about this extension. So where are some of the key dates? Well, the key date is for the federal, the federal return is due July 15th. The first and quarter 2020 estimates are due July 15th. And then the third quarter estimate will be due September 15th. Some states are still requiring you to pay your second quarter estimate on June 15th, even though they may have extended the first quarter to be July 15th. And some of those states are Delaware, Indiana, in the metropolitan area here, uh, New York and New Jersey are some of those states, Rhode Island and Oklahoma and Mon- are some of the other states. Yeah. And, and so suppose that you haven't filed yet, and, but your 2020 income has you know, been reduced dramatically and you, you still might owe some money at this point. Any options here? Oh, absolutely. Estimated taxes are basically to avoid a charge, which is in effect non-deductible interest next year as a penalty for the underpayment of estimated taxes. So what you should try to do for 2020, if your income has gone down, uh, you should should get your estimated payments based upon what you think your 2020 income is going to be. And actually, the IRS has some very formal ways of doing that. So the June 15th estimate, the second quarter estimate, which will now be due July 15th, you look at your first five months of income, annualize it, compute the tax, and then you pay by July 15th, just make sure you have 50% of that paid in by that time. When you come to September, you'll do the first eight months, and then you'll make sure you'll annualize it, subtract what you paid in July, and then you'll make your September 15th payment, mm. and you keep going until you make your last payment in January. So yes, there's no reason to pay out what is called on a safe basis equal to the prior year if you know that your income has gone down. Yeah. And so what if you've been making installment payments through direct 
debit. A lot of people be are have been doing this. I mean, will the IRS agree to let you stop those? And then how do you do that? Okay, so if you've in an installment agreement for a prior year, and that's the context of what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? And 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 you know you can call the IRS and say, you know, I want to get out of the installment agreement during this COVID till July 15th. Right now that's getting shorter and shorter. They started this in, in, in April. Uh, but at this point, you could go to your bank and say, bank, please do not take out the next payment, any payments that are due before July 15th on my installment agreement. And then after July 15th, make sure that your bank starts it up. That's the only way the IRS is to do it because their software is not yet sophisticated enough to start, stop you know, all these millions of direct debit programs, uh, even if people call and ask because they don't right. have the technology to do that and tell the bank not to do it. But you can call your bank. Some places you can do it online, but there's a methodology for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the problem with those IRS systems still running COBOL code and things like that. So, you know, you, you also said um, in the past that it's now maybe a good time for non-filers to get back into the system that is the tax paying system. I mean, explain that. Well... <laughs> You know, first of all, a lot of people have time to do it. You know, I was talk talking to somebody just a few minutes ago who says, listen, I got lots of time to catch up. You know, I have an amended return to file. And uh, what she, what, one thing about that, just, uh, and this is an aside, this is hot off the press. We just learned that the IRS is going to electronic filing of amended returns. Mm -hmm. That has never before been allowed. And this summer, there was an announcement last Thursday by the commissioner that this summer they will allow e-filing of amended returns. They're about three million a year, and that's really important. So part of yeah. your de deadline is if you if you think you're owed money on 16 or you didn't file 16 and want to file, you have till July 15th as an absolute deadline to get that filed. And in term, you know, in terms of you know going back to your other topic about you know is this a good time uh, to to be you know, going to the IRS. Well, people have time. I think the IRS is going to be a little bit more generous. They certainly can't do anything before July 15th that's aggressive. So you at least have another 45 days approximately, depending upon when this airs, to, you know, work work in the background and then have something ready shortly after July 15th to show the IRS and say, here, here's, here are my filings. It's very important, though, if you do that, get a consultation yeah. with a tax practitioner, uh, because you have to, first of all, there are state voluntary disclosure programs whereby if you owe 10 years of tax, you may only have to pay three years of tax. Mm. As far as the federal government, you want to be sure that you know, you're talking to somebody, make sure you're not going to get in criminal trouble and make sure you're doing it the right way. Yeah, and that's a, a really key there. I mean, you, you just talked about some of the state uh, voluntary disclosure programs like in New York, New Jersey, and yes. I assume that they're available in other states as well? They're available in many other states. I'm not sure if every state, but we found them available in many states, and, and it may be virtually all of the states have one kind or another, but uh, New York and New Jersey are two examples, and, and I've seen them in several mm. others. And you, you certainly the CARES Act have made some changes to retirement provisions that uh, listeners should be certainly aware of. And talk about some of the RMDs and some of the other changes. Well, the requiring minimum distribution, you don't have to take for 2020. Now, if you already took it, that's, you know, done. But if you haven't taken it yet, you don't have to take it. Uh, you know, remember, it's now age 72 or older, no longer 70 and a half. But you don't have to take it at all. The other, the other thing is you can, you can get take some distributions up to $100,000 without the excise tax if you need the money. And you have potentially a three-year period to put the money back and not pay the taxes or get the taxes back. Loans, they've increased from 50,000 
to 100,000 uh, that you can take out. So there, there are those things that they've done. They've yeah. also done in the CARES Act, change other laws regarding, you know, if people are making leasehold improvements on restaurants, for example, they've made them totally deductible, whereas before they had to be depreciated over 39 years. It was actually a technical error in the wow. 2000, 2017 okay. Act, but they made it retroactive to 2018. So people can amend their 2018 returns. Furthermore, they've made it so that you now can carry back losses for 18 and 19 for returns that may have been filed that you might have said, wait a second, I can carry back losses as far back as 2013, get a refund. So there's a lot of things that that that, that has set up. And some of the dates uh, as early as July 27th allow you to get a quicker refund than other processes and procedures that you do. Yeah. So there's timelines on that also. Yeah, it's important for listeners to understand it. Certainly the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act certainly did a lot of changes to the carrybacks, basically eliminating a lot of that. And the CARES Act itself, you know, um, may reverse some of those changes in that tax cuts, uh, uh, jobs act. So you know, let's, you have a question, you want to call the IRS, you know, is anybody at the IRS taking calls right now? I, I mean, is that well, easy to get through? Well, it's, it's not easy to get, well, it, it, you're right now there, you're able to get through the IRS. Uh, we have a special number. We pay for somebody to wait in line. Uh, for the IRS for us. We have a service that does that. But uh, oh. they did open a couple weeks ago. They started opening up their lines. In the beginning, it was easy to get through because people didn't know they were open. Uh, I And I think, but if you need to get through, you can get through. Uh, they are adding people. They're paying people premiums to start coming in. They have trailer loads of mail sitting at the service centers that they have to that have to unload. And just going back to those, the some of those loan provisions, other than the no minimum distributions, uh, if you if you want to take out you know the hundred thousand dollars or or increase the loan to, to a hundred thousand, it has to be a coronavirus related distribution. That is, you have to have uh, meet some standards that somebody was diagnosed or your spouse is diagnosed or you've experienced some financial consequences of that. Yeah, and that's an important caveat there. So, Marty, fantastic job once again. Thanks for joining me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me back. And you can learn more about Marty's firm by going to their website, PragerMedis.com, and that's P-R-A-G-E-R-M-E-T-I-S.com. And Ken Smithers, your money. Remember, you can connect with me by going to my website, KentOnMoney.com. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 